0: Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to the debut episode of the relaunch of the Tuck Talk podcast. I go by the name of Adele the Delta Fashionisto, current managing editor of the only culture that's true—that's true Urban Culture Magazine. And before you know, we get into today's episode. I just want to take the opportunity to pay homage to those that came before. Now, the reason why I said this is the relaunch of the Tuck Talk podcast is because a couple of gentlemen down south atlanta georgia got my name, B. Rachi, Smooth Rachi, and my brother from another mother the late great the tuck ceo himself the editor-in-chief forever and always in my heart mr antonio godfrey they created this podcast they created this show i just want to take opportunities to pay homage to them because without them we would not have the concept for tuck talk just i only know we put a little little wrinkle to it our own little spin to it Introduce y'all to some new faces, some new voices from those that help make true urban culture what it is to from a design aspect, a journalism aspect, you know. So we had a couple of new faces, a couple of new voices that for you guys to get familiar with. And hopefully after today, you decide to stay tuned for more with these young men and women. So without further ado, I'm gonna pass it on. Kenny, introduce yourself to the people, brother.
1: Hello, people. I'm Kenny. I'm a journalist for True Urban Culture and also the now newly holder of a MBA degree. Yes, I have one now, and it was great, and I'm glad I did it. That hopefully someday I'll be investigating some white-collar crime and putting some of you richer listeners in jail. So, I'm passing it to Sean. <laughs>
2: Thank you Kenny. Uh, my name is Sean. I'm a writer here for True Urban Culture. I also dance and do photography. So I'm kind of a jack of all trades when it comes to the creative fields. I'm very observant. I like to get to know people and things and just observe a lot. So now I'm going to pass it on to Lily.
3: Hi everybody. I'm Lily. I'm a journalist for True Urban Culture. I'm also a student. I'm um, at the University of Washington. I'm getting my pre-law degree and my journalism degree as well Um, and yeah i like talking about all kinds of things like getting deep into the nitty-gritty and i'm excited to be here
4: hey everybody my name is Imari i'm a freelance designer here at true urban culture Um, right now i'm a senior at the university of tennessee majoring in graphic design and pretty much i like to talk about anything dealing with culture relationships, entertainment, anything in that area. So I'm very excited to be here.
0: Okay, great, great. It's a pleasure to have you all. But as you guys know, there's one thing that I love to do before we get to anything is to do a mental check-in. Cause I feel one thing that we do not do enough of nowadays is checking on check in on those closest to us, where like friends, family, you know, comrades, whatever the case may be. So I came up with a little scale, what I like to call the mental check-in. It's a scale from 1 to 10. I want to put it up on the screen and give, you know, a formula for it. 1, on scale of 1 to 10. 1 means I want to die. 2 means my life is pointless. 3 means nothing matters. 4 means my life sucks right now. 5, it is what it is. Life is whatever. 6, I'm content. 7, I'm grateful to be alive. 8, I'm in a good place right now. Nine, I'm excited about my life and what's to come. And ten, life couldn't be any better. So we're gonna start from the top, work our way down. Kenny, where are you at right now on scale of one to ten?
1: Uh eleven. I think I'm on the verge of Godhood. Yeah. <laughs> you <Hey>, like that. <laughs> pretty much should I explain myself or is that enough?
3: Yes, please. I Okay, sure. You. Well,
1: I'm a yoga instructor, so I'm pretty balls deep in vinyasa yoga every day when I'm not doing all my tech stuff or my school stuff, and I've been reading the Bhagavad Gita. And I know it sounds corny when someone says, oh, "I've been reading a religious text during this pandemic," but honestly, it really puts things in perspective and kind of gives me this notion of being detached from the everyday world and not really attached to things like pleasure or pain. Just do your own thing and get it done. So yeah, godhood. Gotcha. I can't wait to get to that level.
0: I'm not there. someday Sunday. Yeah, you gotta teach me your ways sense it. You got to teach me your ways.
1: I'm going to write a book called Toxic Masculinity.
0: <laughs> Who knows? Hey, that could be a perfect little teaser for what's to come. You know, we got to find out if some of us have some cases of toxic masculinity
1: yeah. within us. Relationship issues coming up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sean, what about you, brother? What you um,
2: let's see. I'm currently sitting at maybe a 6.5, 7. You know, working on myself a little bit more trying to get back into like the right mind space and like headspace, but I'm kind of getting better at like handling, I guess the dark times with the light. Okay. Lily, where are you at?
3: Um, sorry, I was taking a second to think about it, honestly. Um, but yeah, I put myself as like a seven because, um, yeah, because I'm grateful for everything that I have going on right now, all the opportunities that I'm taking hold of right now. Um, but yeah, I think it's hard sometimes to um like always be putting yourself in like the creative mindset of like constantly like creating something new um and like putting like good like quality content out there that people are gonna wanna read um and that people are gonna enjoy. Um and I think it kind of takes a lot sometimes, especially like with the stuff that I write about. Like I write about relationships a lot um and yeah, kind of like human interest stuff. And um, I think like it takes like a lot out of you too to be like okay like I'm putting myself out here as well. So, um, but yeah. But otherwise, you know, I'm grateful. I feel good. I'm happy. Yeah.
0: It's great to hear. Great to hear. I'm happy to hear that, Amari, Miss Anderson.
4: Yeah. Um, right now, I would say that I'm probably at an eight. I mean, it's near the end of like my senior year. And I recently finished my thesis presentation that I've been working on like this entire semester. So that's great. And I'm finally being able to, like, actually pursue what I've gotten my degree for, essentially. So I'm really at a great place right now. And I'm just looking forward to what's next. So.
0: Great, great. I'm happy that the fact that, you know, everybody's in a very solid place. I got no load than 6.5 from everybody. As for myself, I'm at an eight. I'm at a I'm in a good place. I'm excited about the opportunities that's to come. I'm excited about everything that we're doing, you know, everything that we've accomplished thus far and everything that's on the horizon. You know, so I'm definitely in a good place in that regard. Now, Liddy, you mentioned the talks of relationships. Like you definitely love to cover relationship topics. I think you do a very great job with it. But I'm glad that now we finally have the platform for you where we have others here on the panel that can you know challenge you a little bit on some of your thoughts, some of your opinions that you write about. So So this basically brings us to our first topic, because obviously we just did the mental check-in and I feel like, you know, sometimes a lot of, you know, our mental health and well-being basically stems from, you know, dealing with relationships, whether we're like in a committed relationship or as we like to call it nowadays, a situationship so i understand that you know everybody had their own ideas as far as you know what's considered to be cheating and things of that nature but since you already wrote the topic as far as like you know like and we also spoke about this offline as well in regards like what's considered cheating you know what's acceptable or not in a relationship i'm gonna open the floor up to you like what do you consider to be cheating
3: Um, I think that there's a lot of different aspects. Um, okay. and yeah, there's physical cheating, is of course clear, plain, obvious. Um, but I think it's also important to be making sure, like, with your partner, what is considered cheating to the both of you before you guys get into something. Um, because you know, is cheating like obviously physical, having sex with somebody, kissing somebody um but or like is it like getting lunch with your attractive coworker as well like what what does that feel like for you um for me I know I'm the jealous type I know I'd be like hey what's up with that you know but also very clear open communicator um but I think like emotional cheating is like kind of overlooked and a lot of people try and like sidestep it a little bit um but like dming people um like entertaining other people like providing a lot of like external validation to other people um i think that's like emotional cheating as well um and i think a lot of people try and like get out of that and be like oh no like i didn't do anything physical and i never i never touched them you know but either way it's still putting like your effort and energy like romantic kind of effort and energy into somebody else and i think that's cheating too
0: okay do anybody want to chime in on that actually excuse me does anybody share the same sentiments as lily in regards to that
4: i I would agree um with lily like full force agree with her um people do seem to overlook emotional like cheating like if you're confiding in someone else that's typically something that you should do with your partner especially Emotions can lead to other things. So if you're confiding in them about like deep things or like how you're feeling, you should communicate that with your partner. That way you guys can work it out and make compromises to make it better than just going out and like finding someone else to get that attention and emotional support from. So that's my opinion on it. Hey,
0: fellas, you guys share a different opinion as opposed to why two ladies just
1: let you know for us. Yeah. Uh- well, not too different, I suppose. Uh, penet- um, cheating for me is um, primarily held for acts of penetration, whether with the tongue or with the third leg. But um, I do want to, you know, give voice to emotional cheating. Uh, there's a great quote that's uh, particularly toxic. And it's like, if my woman flirts with, if you flirt with my woman and she flirts back, then she's your woman now. And I think that's the philosophy I've taken uh, towards dating because uh, honestly, on one hand, you know, If she is being overly responsive to that kind of behavior, then she's definitely not someone I want in my life anyway. So you're doing me a favor by, you know, taking that off my hands. But on a secondary role, it's like I also don't like to be the therapist in a relationship. So if she needs an emotional outlet, particularly to, you know, have some form of catharsis, either I believe she should have a friend for that, regardless of gender or an actual therapist, because it's not that I only welcome good times within the relationship. I just make it clear that I have that boundary and I uh, don't basically throw the, your spiritual or emotional or mental waste onto me when you're with me. Cause I'm not here for that. That's just
3: me.
2: Okay. Sean, what do you think? Um, I kind of see cheating as anything that's done with like an intention that's other than like friendly. So like, You know, obviously, kind of like what Lily said, like, you know, I would consider myself the jealous type. So it's just like if, and I also agree with Kenny, if you need like an outlet that's other than me, like, you know, go ahead and stuff like that. But if you're like kind of like purposely not confiding in me and like confiding in them and because, you know, people never, you can't really control how feelings are caught. So you confiding in somebody else can legit cause that person to catch feelings towards you. And then if you're entertaining it and not setting like those kind of boundaries, like, yo, I'm in a relationship or you know, making it sure it's strictly, like, friendship-wise, then, yeah, it will be considered, like, cheating. Like, emotionally.
0: Okay, I just want to play devil's advocate for a bit, because that's my my job, right? Just to play devil's advocate. Now, me, personally, I feel that, like, if you're supposed to be, like, if you're in a committed relationship with someone, honestly, like, there are levels of cheating. To me, I consider it to be, like, the main aspect of cheating to be, like, physical cheating rather than emotional cheating. Because emotional cheating, that could be whatever. You know, to some people, emotional cheating could be, you know, flirting, you know, in public with somebody else while, while you're with your spouse. Or it could be, like, sending a, a, just as simple as a DM on Instagram or whatever the case may be, Twitter, Facebook, you know. But um, that's us answer to the question as far, like, how far is too far? Like, do you feel like a person to drop all con, all type of contact with the opposite sex once they're in a relationship.
1: Nah, that's a ridiculous expectation of anyone in the modern world. Like. Um- I mean, like I said, if if you're constantly paranoid that your partner, that every time your partner is speaking to someone of the opposite sex, then you clearly don't have the maturity to be in that relationship in the first place, or you're not confident enough in yourself to know that you are enough, and should someone cheat on you, then it's more their loss than yours, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's uh, like, I, I have... Like I'm dating someone fairly seriously now and I'm sure she has guy friends, whether they be in Albania or in America. And I'm sure they, you know, big guys, big guys are heavily flirting with her. If she's not able to, um, you know, have that barrier of um, don't, don't cross this line with me, then she's not someone I want in my life in the first place.
0: Okay, Lily, can you mention that you are the jealous type? So who is a significant other? Do you expect for your significant other to drop all type of contact with the opposite sex once they have no relationship with you? And how does that work?
3: Definitely not. I think that's a little aggressive, you know. Um, but I there is a line. Um, and like we were talking about this before. It's like we talk about the idea of like the community liker. Like girls are like, if he's a community liker, he's not for me. Um, and i don't care so much about like a lot of girls i've heard get like really pissed off like oh he liked this picture of this girl like half naked picture in a bikini blah 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 i don't care about that because honestly like if i saw it i'd be like yeah how she looks good like i'd like it too um but i think there's like an extent you know if you're dating me and you're in somebody else's comments being like oh like you're really working that dress or like wow you look bad as as hell you know um stuff like that and just like overall giving like a little bit like you care a little bit too much you know especially if you're not commenting that kind of stuff on mine or if you are you're commenting that same level of stuff on my on like my page and you're doing it on some other girls it's like how am I special then? You know, if we're literally dating, what, like, why are you giving that same kind of attention and affection to other girls? And like, as far as DMing goes, like, it's, it's a lot, you know, especially like, for me, like, my question is like, what's your intention? You know, like, what are you trying to get out of that? Like, you like swipe up on a girl's story and you like slide into her DMs or something like that. And you're like telling her that she looks good or y'all want to hang out or something like that. Like, for me, it's like, what are you trying to do there? You know, like, what's your goal? Like, do you want to just say thank you and then dip out? Like, I don't know. So like, it, that's where like, it seems like a, it's just sketchy behavior. And like, it's not something that I'm ever down with in a relationship. And for me, it's like, if you can't like, get with that, and like, that's not something that's okay with you. It's almost like you're prioritizing that kind of behavior over your relationship with me. And I think that that's, like, really disrespectful and not something that, like, I can't hate with personally.
0: Okay, well, I just want to push back for a second because what if it's, what if it's just as simple as that? You just, just leave a compliment and then you just, that's all it is to it. You know, some people, they just flirt just, you know, to see if they still got it, you know? it's just, that's all it But I'm just that, that's not all it is to it,
1: you know? So... We've got to practice our game regularly. Yeah, right. It's like you're
3: looking for other options, you know? It's like you're keeping your options open like that.
0: Let me put it like this. Like, Steph Curry and Aisha Curry, they're, like, one of the top couples in the NBA. That's the couple that, they like, just seem to be everybody's relationship goals. Aisha Curry went out in public and said that sometimes she wished that other men hit on her, you know, just to see if she still has it. You know, because I just like if you love somebody, like there's more to it than just like the physical aspect of things. It's the emotional aspect, the mental aspect. You know, sometimes some people they want to know, like, all right, if I was not in this situation, will I have other suitors? You know, it doesn't mean that they don't care much about I love you, they just want to see like if there's others out there that kind of like you know, see the same qualities that the partner sees in them. You know, I feel like you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, as long as that's as far as it goes now, fellas, dude, can y'all back me up on that? Or am I alone in saying this? Oh,
1: I don't know, man. She she sounds like she belongs to the streets. <laughs> to the streets with her. <laughs> no, but um how I would argue, how I would I to argue, like, tangentially is basically, like, um I'm a busy, very busy person. I don't have much time in the day. Like, you know, I have outlets i pass journals to i'm finishing my mba program I'm, I'm doing a lot of things basically so if i give you time out of my day that's all the that's that's all that's all you should know to that's all you should need from me to know that i care about you more than you know any other female i may be speaking to like i hope everyone is only dating high quality people who are constantly chasing after their goals and have busy schedules that are constantly, you know, challenging them them and making them better people. So, you know, if I'm taking time out of that busy schedule of like constant self-improvement just to help make your day a little better or to share in companionship with you, that should be enough reinforcement for whatever emotional turmoil you're going over from uh, seeing me interact with other people in any sort of manner. And um, hopefully you are a busy person, too, because all that policing of someone's, like, social media pages sounds really tiring. Like, I cannot imagine going on my girl's page and, like, trying to see who she's commenting or DMing or asking her friends. I'm like, I don't have enough time in the day, so I just have to trust her. And if anything does happen, you know, I'll be okay. I'll live. At the end of the day, it's all about trust. It's yeah. all about trust. Now, also, Sean, it's all about yourself it's all about yourself. You are you are the most important person in your life. Exactly. Now, Sean, I see you very quiet over there. Now, what do you think?
0: Are you with me? Or are you, I feel like like, I right, like, well. So it's,
2: so, it's like, I'm also really big on, like, trust and stuff like that. I don't necessarily take relationships, like, I take relationships, like, seriously enough to the point where it's just, like, you know, kind of like, you know, I got you, you got me that's it you shouldn't really necessarily need to be entertaining anybody else to me that kind of looks like a a, like a red flag where it's just like like how you were saying like you know just to see if you kind of like still got it it's just like all right so then you do that and now the people in your dm like you know your dms is like blowing up because now that you've been playing this game people are like you know actually trying to get your attention so how am i supposed to feel about that like even though like you could be like oh like you know it's not going anywhere but it's gonna kind of like it's gonna like kind of put me on like edge a little bit because I'm sitting here just like, so you just actively do this for like fun. Like, is is this a game to you? Is me talking to you a game? Like, you know, because I don't want to sit here if like if it's not going to be like F it's going to be like 50 50 from both of us and you all here just like you know entertaining a whole bunch of people, how am I supposed to feel about that?
4: I mean, I have, I have
0: a response to that, but before I get there, I'm gonna allow Amari to chime in some more.
4: Yeah, I think for me, the problem comes when things become secretive. Um, If I know the person that you're talking to, even if I don't know them, if I have some sense of doubt that I can't trust you, then maybe we shouldn't be together in the first place. Like, I feel like relationships are meant to be a place where there's loyalty, there's transparency. It doesn't mean that you have to, like, totally, like, let me know everything, But I shouldn't have a sense of doubt that you're stepping out or that you're looking for validation um, elsewhere. So that's pretty much my opinion. I don't think that totally like stop talking to any girls like that's ridiculous and irrational because you still have friends and stuff like that. But if you're actively pursuing them because you want validation or because you want attention, that's where the lines kind of get blurred and it kind of makes me wonder well, why are you like seeking them out? And like, what do you want from them? So that's when things kind of get a little sticky. But I feel like if you're constantly in doubt about your partner, then you guys need to have a conversation about boundaries and about where you guys stand and about what you will not tolerate and what you will tolerate.
0: And for the record, ladies and gentlemen, these are not my own thoughts. I'm just an advocate. I'm just speaking for those that might have the same questions, okay? So I don't wanna get in trouble. If you're watching us, <laughs> okay, so to basically answer the question Is emotional cheating worse than physical? Well, so the fact so is the fact of somebody DMing somebody looking for validation, as we so eloquently put it, is that worse than the actual physical cheating, you know, like actually sleeping with someone? So let's start with actually, let's go from like that was up. So, Amari, what do you think on that? Is emotional cheating worse than physical? I think there's levels to this.
4: Yeah, it's levels to it, most definitely. Off the top of my head, I would say that physical is worse because emotional emotional leads to physical. It can lead that way. Whereas physical is just like full on, like the highest of the high. And with physical, you can gain emotional attachments, especially if you're a woman, in my opinion. So I would say that physical is the worst and that um, emotional can lead to the physical.
0: Okay, Ligie, what, what do you think? do you share those same sentiments, or
4: I do, yeah, I agree with
3: Amari. um, and I've been through both, so um, I think definitely, I think What's so is worse i so I think dealing like getting over it as far as like you know bringing yourself back to your happy medium um. I think physical is probably the worst and like the hardest to get over because like there is so much like trust and um I don't know, just just like emotional like hurt that comes after that. there's a lot of trust broken um but I think I totally agree with Amari on this like it's it one can lead to the other um so I think while one isn't necessarily like worse than the other um like there's levels to it. it it gets harder to deal with it especially when you know like someone's stepping out on you like that like it's, it's it's hard to deal with but i don't think that one's necessarily worse than the other i think it's like it's a personal thing um but i think the main difference is like emotional cheating is like you're like oh like they want to get there like they want to do something else they want to be talking to this person and like they want to be getting something out of it. And like the physical cheating is they did get something out of it, you know? What is that?
1: Sorry. What
0: do, you think? what do you think? Is emotional cheating worse than physical or is it the other way around?
2: So I'm gonna actually go and say, at least I would say personally for me, emotional cheating would probably be the um, worst one. Simply because, I'd only say that simply because, like, you know, yes, the physical, you already did it. Like, you know, it's done. That's going to be the, the, like, the the worst of all when they actually went through with it. But I'll say kind of like what Amari said, like, I'll, I guess, not reverse it, but, like, highlight more of the importance of the emotional. Because the emotional deals more with, like, I guess, your own mental sanity, in a sense. Like, if we're talking about mental health and stuff like that, because if you see that the person is, like, purposely like emotionally not like manipulating you but like doing stuff you start to doubt a lot of things about either them or your relationship with them so it could like like maria said it could either lead to cheating or it could scare you and weirdly enough it could end up with you doing you being the cheater because you're so like scared of like the person having like maybe actually done it that now you kind of let yourself you know entertain the idea that you may that they may have cheated on you so let's say you go and do it because there are people like that they were like they react impulsively rather than actually trying to communicate. So they'll be like, you know, oh, the person may have che- they speculate that the person cheated on them. So they'll go and cheat, and they come back and be like, yeah, I never cheated on you. And it's just like, and now you're the person who cheated. Yeah, that sucks. Sometimes your mind can play tricks on you. It really can. It can make
0: you see things that's not there. But that's a story for another day. Kenny, what do you think? Do you find emotional cheating to be worse than physical, or is it the other way around
1: for you? I'm going to go with physical, and I hate that I keep boiling down things to, like, their most simplest parts, but, like, for me, physical cheating can has a lot of risk factor because there's A, pregnancy, or B, STDs, and, like, that that has a lot of carry-on, and, like, what you could end up catching the wind of either two of those scenarios. And I'm like, uh, you know, emotional... I'd rather be emotionally cheated on than potentially get someone else's herpes, you know what I mean? So I'm gonna say physical cheating.
0: Okay, cool. I think that's a
1: great way to wrap that,
0: this part of the segment up. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're approaching the 30 minute mark of this episode of Tuck Talk, the relaunch of Tuck Talk. So once we come back from break, we're gonna answer the question in regards to posting your, your relationship online do you do it? Are there any drawbacks to doing so? We'll answer the question once we come back right here on the debut episode of Tuck Talk. and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Tuck Talk. First of all, I just want to say you're enjoying this episode so far. I hope you are, by the way. Please like, share, subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Tuck Podcast Network. Also, if you're listening to us on audio, you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and also soon-to-be Apple Podcasts at the Tuck Podcast Network. So please, if you're enjoying this so far, tell a friend. To your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, your mistress, whatever the case may be, let them know about what we're doing here on the Tuck Tuck podcast. And also, please feel free to comment as well. Let us know what you want to see in future episodes. And we'll try to incorporate it. Now, bring us to our last topic for this episode. Because mostly everything that we've been discussing so far has kind of has some relevance to social media. Now, social media can sometimes initiate the start of a relationship, and it can also lead to the end of a a relationship. And obviously, at the beginning, many of us, or some of us, I should say, have been in situations where we finally post that significant other online. First, it starts off as simple as just a hand, and then you see like a headshot of a person with the face blurred out, and then you just go full-fledged and just start tagging a person. Now, that could be very difficult because sooner or later, let's say things don't work out. Then what? What are you, you going to have to do? Most likely, clean up that social media profile, right? Delete those tags, you know, remove any mention of the person. I hope that your followers did not even pay attention in the first place, but we all know most likely they did. So let's answer the question, ladies and gentlemen. Are there any drawbacks to posting your relationship online? Let's start with you, Kenny. And what do you think? Are there any drawbacks to posting your significant other on your Instagram, updating your Facebook status if you still use that? You know I'm saying? Yeah. That relationship with such and such. What do you think?
1: Man, I don't even post myself half the time. Like, it'll take a lot for me to post even a mention of relationship. And, like, the thing is, like, I, I hate seeing those corny posts where everyone, where it's like a dedication to your boyfriend or girlfriend, with a lot of sappy language. Like you, you, you write a little essay that's going to end up being deleted. What if you eventually just, you know, uh, break up with them? And on one hand, you know, it's it's kind of like a sign of security, or at least it's taken as a sign of security. Oh, he or she has me on their Instagram photo. That means they really care about this relationship and uh, won't do anything to sabotage it. Not really, because, like, um, sometimes you can post, like, a picture of someone you're dating, and that just shows you have gain, essentially. If they are just one of many uh, persons of the opposite sex on your profile or in your story, that just shows to highlight, oh, wow, look at him. He's he's just so much more attractive because he has, like, this... Rolodex, I, everyone remembers those of Rolodexes, right? Like a Rolodex of uh, different um, contexts and women or men that they can go through at a moment's notice. So it, like raises, it raises your status, man. So like I wouldn't waste on my time on such sentimental um sentimental things like um if you if you want to sign that i care about you you know like an extravagant date is enough or the fact that i share personal things with you that i don't share on social media because all i do on social media is just meme all day that's it so like nothing of value will ever be published there so you probably don't want to be associated with all that anyway yummy I mean, posts are classic by the way <laughs> i know i got toned it i got toned it down now that i'm on the job search you be here with those
0: all right now sean what do you think are there any drawbacks to posting your relationship status online have you ever first of all have you ever have you ever done it before as well nope. that's another interesting question
2: nope it's like it's not necessarily that um i wouldn't do it or that i don't care to do it i'm more of a like i guess i'll say i'm honestly more of a, like a private person not saying i completely like you know be on some like yeah you know lying saying I don't have anybody when I do but it's just like more of a it's my business so it's like if I post with the if I post with the person I'm not posting because it's like a relationship post I'm posting because I'm just maybe enjoying myself and I'm with the person not to like announce it to everybody to be like you know oh my god look you know I'm together with someone but it's just like I wouldn't necessarily have a problem if I say I'm with somebody and they want me to do it it's just I wouldn't do it if it's like kind of the symbol of the relationship. Like I have to post. Like, you know, be one of those couples that's like posting that we're together all of the time, make a IG page. Cause I've seen couples do that. They make IG pages together to be like, you know, oh my God, we're hanging out and all the stuff like that. And then kind of like what Kenny said, if you break up, <laughs> like, you know, everybody's gonna notice that a whole IG page went missing when you followed all your friends because you were in a relationship at that time. So i wouldn't say there are necessarily drawbacks but it also it also could invite unwanted attention because there's that weird thing that happens where when you in a relationship of oh, let's say your former flames your exes or people that you really were not even ghosting people you were not really caring about start flocking to you and they're like hey what's up oh i see what you knew you know you knew boo or whatever and they purposely not add their two cents into it but like some people have the intention of trying to break up a good thing with you when they know that you have something going on so i'd rather just not do with it
3: what do
0: you think have you ever done it before are you against it are you i guess like, where do you land on
3: it i think i did it a while ago like i'm gonna say like in high school that was like a big thing of course um but since like since then like i think since i was like 15 or something, no. Um I think mean, like people say a lot like uh private but not secret and that's really how I feel about it. Um like I do want to keep my dating life like pretty like to myself because it's like I want to like be with you and enjoy being with you before I like share that with the rest of the world, you know. Um and I think that like you need to build up like a lot of like security um and like trust before you go and do that. Um, and like Sean was saying too, like we'll break up and like, and then then you're like, oh no, I have to scrub this from my page. Um, and like, that's, that's like not great too. And there's also like, I know a guy that I follow on Instagram that I like, I met him in high school and like, he will like post a new girl every two months and be like, oh my world, like, oh, like baby, I love you. But again, like that's your third world this year, you know? Um,
0: (laughs) No offense to my Pisces and Geminis out there.
3: (laughs) But yeah, so um, like it's, I feel like people do it to like give their significant others some kind of like security. And I think that's why a lot of people do it um like i know a lot of guys will do that when they get in trouble like they'll post their girl if they got in trouble with their girl and be like oh baby i love you so much you know but like, i think it's all fake you know social media like there is a degree you know like i think like commenting on your girl's stuff is good um because then it's not like you guys are like completely like in the dark with your relationship and stuff but i think um like maintaining a degree of privacy and not like splashing your relationship all over your page and everybody else's like timeline and stuff. I think it's like a good way to go, but that's just me.
0: What do you think, Amari? Are you for, you know, posting your relationship status online or you're against it?
4: I've never done that. I'm not against it. I just feel like no one should feel obligated to have to do it. And I just feel like now with social media, people just feel like, they have to show everything that they have in order to like flaunt it. And I just feel like relationship is something that's my business and that's my partner's business and not everyone else's business. If we mutually decide, or if I decide to post, then that's me making a conscious decision to post about it. Not because I want to, I guess, draw attention to our relationship or to make someone else feel like they're mine and not yours. Um, so yeah, I feel like you can post if you want, but what's the intention of posting? Are you posting it because you want? People to see who you're with and that you're actually like proud that you're with them are you posting it kind of like as a trophy to say hey i've got this person so that's my opinion on it
0: okay that's interesting all right well so far it seems like everybody is all in agreement as far as you know privacy is best you know but have any of you guys ever been in a situation where your significant other at the time kind of possibly pressured you to post them you know every now and then you know, you have some instances when, like, on dinner, where, like, I want dinner, We basically you just see two plates and just, only, like, just your hand and not the other person. So, have you ever felt pressure from your significant other or your date, you know, to, like, have them, you know, tell you, hey, can you post me a bit more on your IG stories or post me more on your IG feeds? Like, has that ever happened to you guys? And if so, like, how would you handle it?
1: Uh. Well, it's never happened to me. I, I feel like that's a manifestation of issues that would be red flags that I catch earlier on. But if that would happen, I'd just be like, "No, now you get posted less. <laughs> you can you can apply again in two to three months, and then I'll get back to in two to three business days." Wow! So it's punishment for mentioning it. Uh, yeah, I be post be happy I post you at all.
0: Okay, but what are they like? Well, you don't post me enough. Well, let's say you posted Get like, over it. like six live. months ago, and then like, well, you haven't posted me since six months. Like, I don't want people to say that you know, like, we're not together anymore. Like, can you just like, you know, just provide like an update or something, or like tag me in a post and you know, let people know that you're still,
1: you know, in it with me. Like, so you wouldn't do that? Sure, babe. But in twelve months now, <laughs> okay. If you're still around by then,
0: okay, okay. Sean, Like, I, like. What about you? Like. How would you handle it if a significant other told you, well, like, you don't post me enough or you don't post me at all? Like, how would you handle that situation? Would you be like a
2: private So, so I, I'm more of a-
0: Kind of frozen a little bit. So Sean, as you work out your technical difficulties, yeah, Excuse me, your yeah, technical difficulties Instagram and
2: everything to like you know, because if you obviously you have some kind of not saying that insecurity, but it's like you have some kind of thing about me showing showing you off, or whatever. Then it's like, am I is my attention not enough? Everybody needs to be in our business it's about like you know, yeah, we still together, you know, like if I want to do it, I'll do it, like you know, that that won't be anything, but if you're asking me to do it, then it's kind of the question of why. <laughs> it's just like, you know, okay, um Yeah, sure. Like, you know, I'll I'll post or whatever, but if it's a constant thing they're like, you know, oh, you need to post me more, you need to do this, and it's just gonna be like, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, that's not what my page is about. Like, you know, not saying I'm just showcasing me, but like as someone who does a bunch of other stuff as well. I don't wanna necessarily tailor my page to show oh, I'm always hanging out with these people. It's just like this is me dancing. This is me. This is my photography. This is me with friends because I'm having a good time. Not a constant. This is my relationship. This is me with friends. This is my relationship. I am still in this relationship. For everybody who's wondering, it's none of
3: your business.
0: <laughs> I agree with that. And I also feel like it helps if your page already has a theme to it. Like, with your instance, Sean, IG at the Black Dawn on the score, ladies and gentlemen. Like, You mostly focus just like dancing your photography and stuff like that, so your page already has a theme, so it kind of helps if like your page is already business branded. So I think that helps. So, Lily, what do you think? Like, what are you was in that situation where like your significant other at the time be like, Well, like you don't post me enough? Like, how would you handle that?
3: I mean, I've never been in that situation,
0: uh, in words to be in that situation, like, how would you handle it?
3: I mean that's, that's a discussion that I do have, like, early on in relationships, like, I've gone through that a bunch of times, it's just been like, how do you feel about, like, posting, stuff like that, um, so I think it's important to have that conversation, especially, like, now, when, like, social media is, like, part of life, you know, and you can't really ignore that, so, um, like, it is a good conversation to have, for sure, and, like, have that communication, like, open and out there, um, but if, if someone asked me that, like, I don't know, if it's something they really wanted, like, if they were like, oh, can you post me more, please? Like, I want people to know they were together, you know, like maybe they can make it to the story, you know? But like, I think that like, and like, I love putting stuff in my story because it's, you know, fun. It's for fun and for free. Um, but like, I think like, like Kenny was saying, like, I don't like the like sappy, like the, oh baby, da, 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 like putting it on your page and like, Cause it's, it's, it's sappy and it's cheesy, you know? And like, that's like, that's not what my page is about really. Um, But yeah, I mean, like if you happen to like go to dinner and like take a cute photo together and like, and I'm like, oh, I look good and you look good. And like, this is something that we both want, then yeah. But like, I say like bringing it to like different levels of your social media, like first is like a good idea. Like I would like go like story first and then like after a little bit of time, you know, maybe dip into the into the actual page, into, into the main page. Right, so uh, there's
0: levels to it. There's levels to it. There's
3: basically. levels. There's levels to everything. So
0: mostly like especially like how IG is formulated now, you possibly might start as like on the close friends stories. So maybe like close friends might only see it. Then to the public stories, and then from there you graduate to the feed itself.
3: So. Levels to it, yes. <laughs>
0: Okay, okay. You know, I would say that it probably would not be necessarily very manly for a man to, like, you know, say like, hey, baby, you don't post me enough. So I could kind of see how that might be a turnoff. But I do know from past experience that it does happen. You know, it does happen. Amari, honestly, you're like a private person, you know, introverted. So how would you react if you was in a situation where like your significant other would be like, well, baby, like, you don't post me enough. Would that be like a turnoff for you or that something that you feel, you know what, I could probably accommodate you, your wishes on that.
4: It would more than likely be a major turn off for me just because I don't like clingy people. Um, I barely post myself or anything on my own social media. And like, there's sometimes where I take hiatuses and don't post anything. So I feel like if you're, if you're pressuring me to post you it's gonna make me just like Kenny said, not want to post you. And especially if you already have like controlling tendencies I'm gonna think that you're controlling and then it's gonna send like red flags Uh, to me especially if you're telling me to post you and you're not posting me like I I feel like people have such a false sense of validation when it comes to social media it's just like social media it's not real life so why do you want me to post you so much and I'm not I'm not gonna do it this is not gonna happen
0: (laughs) I kind of like that you mentioned that towards the end because like what if they are already posting you but you're not posting them Like, that could I mean, lead to, like, some dust in the mind, like, hmm, like, what's going on here?
4: I mean, yeah, if, if they're posting me and I'm not posting them, then I could see why they would be upset, but at the same time, you know me, and you know that I rarely post, so why do you want me to post you as much as you post me? It would okay. have to be a conversation that we would have to have.
0: Okay. Now, anybody else, do y'all agree with that? Like, if your significant other is posting you, do you feel like any more obligation to I guess reciprocate or do you still stand firm on your positions
1: stand firm right. i don't negotiate with terrorists <laughs> so what about you do you stand firm and so I, I,
2: waver, I may waver just a little bit this will be like my all right cool compromise you know like i'll post you a little bit more because i see that you post me all the time but if okay. it becomes one of those things where you're constantly just badgering me about like posting And, like, you know, like Amari said, if you know what kind of person I am that I barely post or if I'm posting, it's like maybe work-related stuff, then it might become more of an issue. All right. Liddy, where do you fall
0: on that? If your boyfriend at the time is posting you, do you feel like escrow, you know, obligation to reciprocate or do you, like, eh, like, I'm standing firm on my decision?
3: yeah mm. I'm like a real I'm a compromiser like I feel like that's my like that's my place like that's, that's my important. like no, yeah important. that's my like character trait in relationships um so I think like if that's something that they really like they really wanted and they were just like hey can you post me more like I'd be like yeah okay like yeah. they they were posting me like disproportionately like yeah sure I'd be like all right fine you know at the end of the day it's It's just Instagram, like it's just social media, so um whatever, but yeah, I think like especially for different people that like they use like Instagram for work or something like that, like you know, I wouldn't like I wouldn't be like asking that of them, and um same thing, like if that were like my page, like I wouldn't like them to ask that of me, especially if like my page was just about like promoting my work and like my stuff. Um, right. yeah.
0: Out of here. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this basically almost concludes the debut episode of the relaunch of the Tuck Tuck podcast. But before we get out of here, I just want to send a special shout out to Ms. Monica Fahim, who is also supposed to be on today's panel, but she's not feeling well. So Monica, I hope that you're feeling better. And hope that we'll be able to get you on episode two. And also, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned because obviously we're gonna have obviously we hope to keep these lovely faces and voices a future episode, but we'll also be debuting some new faces and voices throughout the rest of the weeks. That way you kind of, you know, get like different perspectives all across the board from many different people within the Tuck family. But before we get out of here, here's, ladies and gentlemen, my panel, my lovely panel, is your opportunity to plug yourselves on social media, plug any work that you're doing, you know, let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, cool.
1: So I'm Gato No Iron Magic. Or over here. Yeah, got the Noir Magic. I'm found on Instagram, but I'm rolling back on the social media thing. But uh, yeah, if you want to contact me through there, I do uh, private Vinyasa yoga sessions as well as tarot readings. So if you need either of those, I'm your man.
2: Good.
1: Yeah. Mr. Black Dawn.
2: <laughs> um. So if you're looking to follow me, you can follow me on like a button in the wrong direction. I guess it's
1: here somewhere.
2: Um... <laughs> Everything it will be under the Black Dawn label, so IG, Twitter, even TikTok. Um, and if you want to see a more of a collection of my work my like photography, my dance, my writing, I actually have a website it's blackdawnarts.com. So it's just going to be the Black Dawn right here plus arts.com.
3: Okay,
0: Miss Lily De Leon. where they can find you.
3: Yeah. So, um, my Instagram is just at Lily DeLeon and my name's spelled super weird. So it's L-I-L-L-I-D-E-L-E-O-N. Um, and yeah, and that's pretty much like the only social media that I use like pretty frequently. Um, but yeah, I post all of my writing on there. Um, and then of course all of my stuff is up on Tuck, Um, and yeah, and I'm like moving into like writing a lot of poetry too. So that's going to be linked up on there too. So, yeah. All right. Let's go. Let's
0: get it. All right. Mr. Mari Anderson. Where can he find Yes,
4: so. Yes. Um, You can find me on Instagram at imari.anderson. Um, I'm a freelance designer. So if you need anything, you can inbox me. But you have to pay me because if not, I'm going to seek legal counsel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then my um my portfolio is emarianderson.myportfolio.com. You can check out any of the video work or the designs that I do to see and
0: get a taste of what my work is like. So, yeah. Yes, also, and ladies and gentlemen, y'all can find me at Liddell, the Fashionista on Instagram. You can also find me on the True Urban Culture IG page. I'm the moderator on that page. So I want to send a DM as far as like getting like a possible interview feature or be like on a future episode of some of our podcasts, whether it's Out of Bounds, Tuck Tuck, The Gaming Chair, off the Rats will be our fashion show, which we'll be launching soon. Just highlight me on there. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, this basically concludes the debut episode of Tuck Talk. Hope to see you guys next week. Same time, same place. Remember to like, share, subscribe on YouTube at the Tuck Podcast Network. And also download this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and soon to be Apple Podcasts at the Tuck Podcast Network. Once again, my name is Adela Fashionisto, and we are signing off in three, two, one. (music) We'll <music> be